that's all for everyone. And we've got a few more people to come in and we should be all good. Okay, let me just make sure that I accept everyone. All right, so we've got some great questions, but Hello. let's just see if there's anything else that anyone wants to brainstorm for questions. Does anyone have something they want to put on the table before we start going through with the questions? Hi, Ali. Great to see you. Hi, I'm just driving, so uh, I'll see you in a minute. Okay, no worries. No worries. Well, what I might do, because we had some great pre-poster questions, I might jump into them right away. And then as other questions come up, we can definitely make sure that we've got time for them. So I wanted to talk about um, Paulus's question and Patty's question as well, because it's, it's multi-layered. And I think it's so good for everyone to hear all these different things. There's so many great points to it. Let me just check, though. Everyone can hear me okay, right? Sound is good quality? Okay, perfect. So... The question was, um, I just love this, and Paulus gave me some great background information too, and that's going to really help with this specific question. So he asked, how can we stop ourselves from falling in love with potential? And how many of us can relate to that? How do we decide to cut or how can we decide to cut our losses and move on to the next prospect? And can someone who has a welfare mentality ever be coaxed into seeing a better way? Is it worth the effort? I'll give some background in the next comment. So I want to give the background too, because I think this is really good. So recently I was given a lead to follow up on and on meeting him, I was so surprised that his background was so similar to mine. He had been working in the corporate world for a long time, but was retrenched during the downturn at his ripe age of 50 something. He is suffering from all kinds of pains and ailments and is due to go into surgery next month. We got on really well as we exchanged experiences and his wife who was with us convinced him to order the products. My mistake was not my mistake was in not setting up the follow-up meeting in the current meeting. And when the product arrived a few days later, his response was, I can't start anything new until my operation, as I've already given the hospital pharmacy nurse my current medications. I can't see myself continuing with your products, even though I haven't started, as it's generally very expensive plus shipping, so not an item that works with my limited funds with disability support pension. So Paulus's question was, any suggestions on how I can salvage this situation? I called him today to check up on how he was doing and his he was cordial enough and he reiterated his position. Does no in this case mean not now or has he shut the door, padlocked and thrown away the keys? <laughs> Which is such a great metaphor. Uh, so the really good thing about this prospect is when you called him, he's still very amiable. So that mm -hmm. that's that kind of tells you that there's still a little bit of an open door. And I've had this happen with so many things. It could be products, it be, could be courses, where the person is really gung-ho. And then in between that gung-ho-ness and then the next whether they when they're about to purchase a course or they're about to purchase the product, whatever it is, their interest goes down. Sure. So as we know in Soulcraft, it, it's much easier when you do set that appointment in the current meeting, but now we want to know how to salvage it. So I, I think you did really well in, in calling him. When the conversation was left, how was it left this time? Um, I, I, I told him, okay, uh, uh, you know, I offered him to drive him because his wife doesn't drive. And he said, that's really kind of you, but I just said, my operation at six in the morning. I don't want you to drive, wake up at three in the morning and pick me up, but thank you anyway. And I'll, and I promised him I'll 
I'll follow up on him and see how he's going because he's in a lot of pain. And, um, you know, Pat Pat said, because I got the lead from Pat, that he he, he seems pitiful. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I've, I've got a business to run too, but how how far, how far do you take it in terms of giving him a lot some rope? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Generally, if it's too much effort, because there is there is a scarcity mentality, or um, I just mm. can't afford it mentality. Yeah. yeah. But how I would salvage it in this case, and since you've kind of left it open ended, where you'll follow up with him. So either this first call that you just did or in this next call, what I always try to do is recognize what they've said to me so that they know I've really heard them. You know, for yeah. example, you know, he said that he's worried about the cost, et cetera. So I would go, you know, on the phone call, I would talk a little bit, you know, build rapport a little bit. How is everything going, et cetera? And then I would go straight into what he had said. So in Soulcraft, we, we always say explode the bomb up front. So whether that's because you know what they're thinking in a presentation, actually go right to that. Or if in this case, they've kind of said what they are worried about, I would go straight to that as well. Once you've built rapport, you know, once you've kind of caught up and say, yeah. I totally heard you in your email that you're worried that the, the products might be too expensive for your disability pension. I totally hear that. How would you feel because now you have the products, of course, and I know we also need to talk about talking to your doctor or your your nurse about the products as well. So we'll talk about that in a moment too. But how would you feel when you take the products, if and when you notice a real difference, would it be worth it at that time to figure out how you can afford it? Because I totally get that this feels like a stretch. But of course, now you have, have the products and once you're able to take them, I think you'll notice a really big difference. And when my clients, and however you, you refer to your, your people who take the products, for example, I would say, when my clients take the products, they're really surprised how quickly they feel better. And of course, we know when you feel better, all of a sudden, we can do it. We find different ways to have it fit our budget. How would you feel about that? If these really do make a difference, can I work with you to help you find a way that would work for your budget? Okay. So you have to acknowledge, you know, I really understand where you're coming from, that this just really feels like a stretch right now. How would you feel? Because I find with my clients, they really do notice differences. And, and when we feel good, I can help you find a way to, to make this work for your budget. So you don't even want to say to pay for it, but to have this work for your budget, because they're not going to be in the mindset of, oh, I've got to find a way to pay for this, to have it work for your budget. That's what they're most concerned about. Yeah. So then then if he says yes, you know, you can still still work with him. If he's like, no, <laughs> I just don't think it's going to work, then it's probably not worth any more effort. But if, if he okay. can make the link between, okay, if I feel really good, then I would be willing to figure out how to make this work. Then you know you still have someone that's worth the effort. Okay. Thanks. That's really good, Carmen. Yeah. And then the other thing, then you can circle back around to say, now, it depends on, you know, what a surgery is and, and um, what the products are. But usually I recommend people taking the products before they go into surgery because yeah. it, 
it actually helps their immune system. So then yeah. what you could say to them is say, you know, we would want to, of course, have you check with your, your, your nurse. But what we find is people, when they take the products, it actually improves their immune system. So they heal more quickly after surgery. Yeah. Do you think, do you, do you think it would be worthwhile talking to your nurse, knowing that it could improve how quickly you recover? So I, I always try to link what they're concerned about to the benefit that they will have from it. And so, and then if, and, and I also try to be gentle as well. Like, you know, something I've noticed here in Bali is really, really different from some other countries is even the very poor here. They don't really push you, you know, they're like, maybe you might come back later. They're not like, they're like, maybe would you consider? And I was like, that's so soul craft. You know, like, it's like, I would consider when you, you approach me that way. <laughs> so I try to be direct, but, but very considerate as well. Do you think this works? Would this work for you? Does this resonate? While acknowledging what they're worried about. Mm. Now on the flip side, just to go back to the other I, I really give people like one chance, but if they're like, you know, no, this, you know, no, <laughs> I don't fight it because it's just not worth dragging someone across the finish line as we, we know, you know, so I give them a chance, but sometimes when someone is in such scarcity mentality and they're not willing to, to kind of pick themselves up and, and find a way, then it's not worth it. So, so you can kind of be the judge of it, but I always give them at least one chance, especially I find it's very common for people to be gung ho and then kind of fall back. And then it's, it's, if in that kind of period, you can connect them to their why again, oftentimes people will come back. And I've done that too. You know, I, I've often told the story that I started with my network marketing company, my second one in USANA. And right away, I went over to England, to the UK on a three-month work contract. And when I was over there, I had the opportunity to buy into the John Gray franchise. Women, women are from, what is it? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, which was a huge opportunity. So I came back to the States and Phil and Penny, my upline, very wisely got together with me. And they just talked to me about the new compensation plan. And I was like, what am I doing? Why do I want to like, of course, I want to have my own business. And so that, even though my enthusiasm had gone down, Phil and Penny, my upline, were very wise in helping get my enthusiasm back up. So it is, it can be very common that people get excited and then they go back. But if you can get them back up, it doesn't mean that they're not a good prospect. But if you try to get them back up and it doesn't work, or you try to get them back up and you're always having to, then it's not good either. Okay. Is that helpful for everyone? Can I just ask something, um, Paulus? Um, when you first met with this prospect, you obviously had a good rapport. What did he was he keen to use the products then, or was it just his wife pushing it on him? No, it was his wife who convinced him he should at least try the product because mm -hmm. um, she's willing to because she sees him, you know, in pain yeah, and told him this is good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's already in the scarcity mentality. Oh, yeah, his, okay. wife, his wife says, look, just give it a try. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was his wife who was open, not him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. 
Yeah, it's 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 such a good question. And I think that's um in network marketing in general, I do try not to be attached because I have found that sometimes the people I think are gonna do amazing don't. And the think the people that I are kind of neutral about sometimes end up being amazing. Like you just never know. So I, I do try to be a, detached. But then once there's a few flags or a few signs or my gut feeling after a little bit, then I really listen to that. So I try to be very open and then make a decision with a little bit more information. Yeah. And let me see, how can we stop ourselves falling in love with potential? Yeah, this is really good because in so many things, you know, whether it's an employee, whether it's a team member, whether it's you know, a, a part, not, not, a, not a partner that you are partnered with, but like a date, <laughs> we can fall in love with potential, <laughs> but potential means nothing. You know, everyone can talk the talk. Everyone can want to do things. It's really, yeah. It's whether they evidence it. Yeah. And let me see if there's anything else in here. Yeah. I think those were the most Okay. Does that does that answer everything, or does it bring up any other questions? No, it, it's it's good, Carmen. Um, uh, I also asked this of another another um, colleague of mine, and she said, "You know what? The the one one antidote to to uh, falling in love with um, potential is just the problem is your your funnel is." not very full. You need to work harder to get your funnel full. So therefore there you've got no time to fall in love with potential. Yeah. yeah. Next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a very yes. Yeah. Because you you just don't have time. Yeah. It's a very good wise advice. <laughs> uh, and it, you know, it is too, if you I remember um when I was brand new, Burke Green, who was way of he was one of the first people in my company actually. And he came into Denver, Colorado. And because he was just above my upline, he offered to do a couple of presentations for me, which was just wonderful. And I remember I sat down with him with a real estate agent and probably two minutes into it, Burt Green said, he said, I don't think this is for you. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like I was like, but we haven't even like, cause I was still really new and I would have kept talking. But afterwards, Burke was like, no, he, this was not for him and you don't want to waste your time. So I probably would have gone a little bit longer, <laughs> but Burke, you know, he's been doing this for so long and he was just like, you don't want to waste your time. Yeah. So I think we all have to have where we're comfortable. Like I probably would have gone a little bit longer with that person, but we, throughout time and more prospects, we get used to knowing the signs of someone that just isn't going to move. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Myrna. I just wanted to say hi because I haven't said hi to you. Great to have you. And congratulations. We had so many wins this week. Thank you. Yeah, really exciting. And everybody keep posting your wins. Every once in a while, we get people saying, I feel a little bit shy. But even if it's a just a preferred customer, retail sale, post because we want to celebrate you. You know, it's really important, especially as adults, that we really post our wins. So in this vein, does anyone else have a prospect they're wondering about that they've been in the pipeline for a long time? I, my philosophy is if it's someone that I want to work with, 
that I think would be good, I keep following up with them. And I do have many people in my business that took many follow-ups, but they weren't someone that was like scarcity mentality or that I knew I would have to pull across the line. They were really just busy people. And so, you know, sometimes they would call me and say, can we move our meeting? You know, and sometimes that would happen two times, but I still knew they were a professional person. They never like stood me up. It was just, they were honestly busy. So I would keep following up with them. If it's someone I liked and it's someone I worked with or or I wanted to work with, and I knew they would be good at the business. Those are kind of my three, but I, I don't care how long it takes to follow up. I actually have someone like that in the pipeline, um, Carmen. Okay. And um, she's she's a person of integrity because she kept her word and she's very busy. So she's very promising. Um, and it's one of the parents from, from my kid's school. And she's a businesswoman, basically, an entrepreneur. She She creates apps for for pool maintenance how about that wow <laughs> and That's she says business. i i, I developed this but i don't want to run it i'm good at developing this and on selling it to someone who run with it i mm. want to move on to the next project so that's a huge potential and um i'm really really looking forward to connecting with her because she keeps pushing back because of her schedule yeah. she doesn't she's also a trainer of, so in so she's very good potential yeah yeah and that's that's such a good person to just wait till the time yeah. is right because what happens yeah. and many of you know this but when you're an entrepreneur your attention is just so taken and then all of a sudden you'll have a little opening and entrepreneurs are always thinking about something else and then that's when if you're in their space they'll re- remember oh yeah i need to do that meeting and then that's gold mm. yeah anybody else have a a prospect they're wondering about that's in the pipeline. Yes, Myrna. Um, I actually have a prospect in the pipeline who is in he owns a number of fitness gyms. Say the name of uh, it again. It's a number he's actually in the fitness industry. Okay. Okay, so he has a number of franchises. And I I don't quite know. I see someone that I know fairly well because he's in the community and he's very well respected in the community. And it's a bit of an admiration sort of club between us because he admires what I do and I admire what it is that he does in the community. But I wanted to approach him about the health pack for um, this new, because he's, he's always setting up different fitness clubs Mm, so now okay. it's new, a new um, uh, franchise that he's setting up now, and all of this is for people over 50, so it's very different to what okay. he's been doing in the past, okay? And um, it's really going like hot fire everywhere. He's in five states at the moment. And I just wondered how I could approach it. I mean, he's open to my sending him information, but I don't just want to send the information. Mm, I really yeah. would like to have a time of where I can sit down with him. Yeah. And so I just wondered how would be the best way to approach that? That's an amazing prospect because anyone that has people who are interested in wellness or fitness or wellness in general that are coming to a company, coming to a wellness practitioner, that's like a gold mine. So mm. what I would do is, and it's great that he's in your community so you could actually have a sit down meeting with him. 
So I, I would set an appointment to say, I, I have, I have an idea for you. It may or may not be a great fit, but I think it could really work with the kind of clients you have coming to you or the kind of, I don't know what he calls his, um, the people that are coming to the gym. I don't know if he calls them clients or, um, I imagine it would be clients, but I have, I have an idea that I think could be really good for this new concept that you're doing or the, the next, this new project that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what I would talk to him about is because your tar- your market that's coming is over 50, they're even more interested in wellness, joint issues, preventative health, immune system, you know, all the things that, of course, that when we have a wellness product, we, we talk about. And in okay. that meeting, say, say, and the link for him is you have clients that are coming to you that are interested in this, especially that over 50, you know, because it's joint issues, it's immune system, it's recovering more quickly from exercise. So all the yeah. things that over 50 would be interested in. And okay. say, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Myrna. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll, it's okay, Carmen. Okay. So then, so that's his target market. That's, that's what you're, you're kind of focusing on that would be of benefit to him. And then what I would say, I, I don't know if you know, and this would, does he know that you're with your network marketing company specifically? Yes, he does. He, he does. does. Okay. So you yeah. might have to change the language, say, depending on how much he knows. As you know, my product partner is XYZ. They have fantastic products that are really geared towards people that are over 50 or the baby boomer generation. And the really great thing is many of the things are packaged. And once people start ordering them, they stay on them every month because all of the products are based on a monthly supply. So for you, that could be a really great source of recurring income because once they purchase the products and they notice results, they'll want to keep purchasing them. So that could be a great additional income stream for your business. And you can set it up many different ways. You could have them come to the club to purchase. They could order online. And every time they order, your company makes a commission. And so it's not just a one-time sale, but it's a recurring income because the products are geared to people consuming them every four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I would hit him up with what his people are looking for. The fact that USANA has all these prepackaged things that are really geared towards people over 50, so baby boomers. So, and then it's a really great source of recurring income for his business because all the products are geared towards consuming in just a month. So people then reorder. And he could retail it if he wants to, or even better yet, people can have their own accounts and they just order online at home, but he makes a commission every time. The one thing that wellness practitioners or any wellness company, what they do love about the way that network marketing companies are set up, as long as yours is set up this way, is that if a client has an account, they can order at home, but the the fitness club still gets the commission. So that fitness club doesn't have to warehouse all this product, which costs them money, you know, to, and then just have sitting there. And then they have to wait till the person comes in to purchase. Versus if they make the sale one time and then set the client up on an account, even if that client moves away, the club is still going to get 10%. So the key points would be 
the market that he has coming, what they're looking for, the, the fact that these products are consumable every four weeks. So it sets up a really nice re reoccurring income stream and he doesn't have to inventory. So he might want to have a very small showcase of inventory, but he doesn't have to buy this all out front, which is what you have to do with most companies, with most products. And then you can say to him, you know, this is just really basic, just on the the beautiful products and little product packages. But then also, if you wanted to run health challenges, I also have different health challenges that that I've set up that we can also do in the club. So maybe they want more than just a supplement. They actually want to learn how to eat well. And so what's nice is obviously the club is really focused on exercise, but if you can have this extra income stream of supplements and then teaching people about nutrition, that supports not only them continuing to come to the club, but continuing to order the supplements too. So you can kind of have that as, that as a bonus. Right. And what about the idea if they actually had, um, if they take out a membership and you include, say, a box of percentages yep. in the membership? Yes, you definitely could. The only thing is he would definitely want to do some education around that. Because yeah. if, if someone gets a free, let's say, sell essentials, for example, yeah. they might not understand the value. And then when they have to turn around to pay for it, they might be like, wow, this yeah. is expensive. You know, it's not as cheap yeah. as, you know. So if he did that, he would just want to have some education around that. Right. So okay. what I what I would probably do is link it to something else. Like when you buy, so you've got your membership and then maybe when you buy I don't know, like four sessions with a personal trainer, you also get the supplement that we recommend. You know, okay. so it's it's kind of something where they're then going to be talking to a personal trainer that can talk to them. Because mm -hmm. the one thing with why most network marketing companies choose to network their products, they require a bit of explanation because otherwise they're just going to sit on, on the shelf at a higher price and people won't purchase them. So I would do that as long as he's including education or a way where he's like a personal trainer could talk to them a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's very helpful. But what's nice. So I can give you a really good example. So one of my best girlfriends, her name's Amy, her husband's name is Rick and they own a, a fitness center in Naples, Florida. And they do strength and conditioning for like, um, soccer players, baseball players, football players. They also coach teenagers. And then she does Pilates and, and bar and dance. So it's kind of a, a whole hybrid. So they, they have a small product display in there. And then, so people do buy a little bit of retail, but they always try to get the person onto their own account as a preferred customer. Mm -hmm. And then they also run, in this case, Sexy Fit Nutrition Challenges. And then they also sell like the reset kits as well. So I, I know you do your own programs, Myrna. So you you could talk to him about that as well. And being an, if he becomes an associate, there's just so much that he could do. So how Amy and Rick make money retail, prefer customers, and then some type of nutrition program. But they also always have on display the Nutrimeals, the active nutrition, the bars, they have everything there so people to and they constantly talk about it as well it's in their newsletter you know so people as we know they have to be touched and they have to see things but a gym is i mean you you 
any wellness facility, it's the perfect place to, if, you're, if your network marketing company is health products, is the perfect place. Whoops, Myrna left. <laughs> oh, we've just lost her. But that was good. She's like, she's like, that's all I need to know. I'm going to go out and call him right now. <laughs> she has her answer. <laughs> yeah, she, right. she's off and running. She's... Mm. So uh, it Carmen, does. Have... Yes, Walter, go ahead. Oh, I have also a question. Uh, um, so uh, my question is how to deal with two kind, different kinds of customers. Uh, let me explain. Um, uh, you know that I've um, I'm trying to set up um, an, a web shop, okay, with uh, paintings. So on the one hand, it's also all, all, always regarding to my network because all these people are potential customers for my network marketing. Yes, but uh, currently not. Uh, so I have a web shop. On the one hand, I have are the customers who wants to sell their paintings throughout this web shop I'm trying to set up. Okay. Uh, that's an idea because they always have a lot of paintings, but they don't know how to sell it. Yeah. So that could be a very good idea to sell it uh, via web shop and that I have some fee or a, a monthly uh, fee they ask them to uh, to put their, their paintings on. Okay. So they could. So I have this, this group. I already increased to 400, 400 people in my Facebook group. So that's, that's um, uh, potential customers. Okay. And on the other, other hand are, of course, the people who wants to buy those paintings, which are what well, could be anything. And that's a little bit difficult because it could be people who are um, working people or uh, people who are uh, shop, uh, in a shop want to have a painting in a shop or things like this. So they are two different kind of customers who could also be potential customers for network marketing. So how to deal with those two different kind of people? Mm. Yes. So I always think the best way is some type of newsletter or blog. So I, many of you know this, but I have still found the best marketing tool for me is still email. So I still have social media, Facebook groups, et cetera, which I need to have because it gives me extra credibility but I, I make my sales through email, through my marketing emails, through, and in order to do that, you need to have something that is consistent content where people, you're giving them value for free. So I've done different things throughout the years. My blog was free content and then also newsletters I did as well. My podcast is now my, my main thing for free Hi. content. And then, but always I'm trying to get people onto my, my email list. So what I would do is, is have a blog or a newsletter that goes out. And this could work for people who are wanting to sell their paintings on your site, as well as people who want to buy your paintings on your site. Yeah. Because they're interested in, in art anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so whether it's a newsletter or, or it's a blog and for everybody, you do want to think of. What am I what am I putting out there that is free content so that people can like, trust, and respect me over time? And really your choices are blogs, newsletters, podcasts, um, et cetera. But you you want to be growing that email list. So in your case, Wouter, that email you might decide, I'm gonna send it out once a month. And I recommend when you're new, start with once a month, because that's very doable no matter what you do. Yeah, Th yeah. Then you could go to every two weeks. Then you could go to every week if you want. 
But I, I really think once a week can sometimes be even a little bit too much for people because we get so many emails. So you kind of just have to see how your market is and you just, and you want to be consistent as well. So I would start on once a month. And then okay. in your case, blog or newsletter I would do. And then in there, you're just giving value about, you know, what, what would a seller of paintings, what would be valuable to them? Someone who wants to buy paintings, what would be valuable content for them? And then your network marketing company, you can either have it featured as almost like it's an ad space. Like it's almost like your network marketing company is purchasing the ad space in this blog. So you can, you can focus on it on that way. Or... Oh, yeah. You mean a little um, uh, separate um, area for uh, the network marketing uh, in the blog? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. if you can find a way to connect. Now, those people that are selling the paintings most likely are interested in another income stream. So it might yeah. be easy to make that connection. The bigger connect, the bigger or, or the harder connection, I should say, or I shouldn't say harder, but a bigger stretch for a connection would be maybe someone who's buying the paintings, why they would be interested in your network marketing company. But they very well yeah. could be. Yes. Yes, yes. But some yeah, you you... Do, all kinds of people could be uh, connected to that. I, I'm I'm reading currently the the dot com from Russell Brunson. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's really good. Yes. It's really uh, something to to for people also to read. It's it's really amazing. Good. Is that is that the little booklet for network marketers for the funnels for network marketers? Uh, it's uh, the dot the dot com. It's from Russell Brunson who uh, had an, an online marketing um, business, and he uh, he wrote a few books. And one of the uh, the first one I think is dot com, and the second one is uh, wait, how is it called? Because I just looked it up. It's uh, expert secrets and dot com secrets. Okay, so, so no, I haven't um, actually read those ones. I've only read the the funnels for network marketers. I haven't read. Oh, yes. Too. Yes. Okay. It's really but yet, good. Stick. Um, once we finish, put it in the comments. Cause I always love any oh, book yeah. that we mention. Definitely put, put there. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Walter, I think that's a great idea. I think the only thing is setting up, okay, what can I do once a month that can provide value to the person who wants to sell the person who wants to buy and then how can I, how do I want to feature my network marketing company in there? Now, Wouters is a, is a financial product. So a wellness product would be different because, you know, you might feature in a different way, but the you just have to craft it. How do you want to feature yeah. the the financial product? Yeah, yeah. It's always, the, the, the danger is always that you uh, are too much focused on uh, the, the, let's say, the, the web shop, the painting, and so that you forget about the network marketing part. Yes. Yes. I guess that that could be a, a difficult one. Um, but in the, the these days, I think it's so important to focus on your brand as well. Like, and the, as we've been teaching in Soulcraft, what is it that you love, and really expanding that because we need to in today's world. So you're 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 doing it completely right, correctly. To just build only network marketing as a business, we can't do that anymore. We we have to kind of branch out. It's right. it's yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was noticed because notice because uh, having this set up, my Facebook group is already giving so so many contacts, so many 
things that uh, come up and passing by. It's really amazing. Yeah. 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 And it gives you like all these, like gone is the day are the days when we don't have any prospects. Like when you center your business around what you love and build your brand around that, it gives you so many prospects. So it's wonderful. Yeah. And also I think uh, the, the important thing is that the email list, because if you lose Facebook or Instagram or your, then you're, you lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you still have your, um, your emailing list, which is important. Yeah. Yeah. And the algorithms, as everyone knows, for Facebook and, and Instagram change all the time, you know, so, yeah. but we control our email list and that's so worth building over time. And you, you don't actually need a large email list. You just need an email list that is really likes what you do. So that's why if you're providing information in the area that you love, it's not even work. It's like something you enjoy doing. Yeah. All Thank right. You. Such a great question. I'm just going to circle back to Myrna because we know we we lost you. We just figured you had jumped on the phone to go talk to him right away. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no but he will get a call from me straight out the east. I'm out either way right now. Good, good. And I did want to add one other thing. So the wellness practitioners in any way, fitness center, you know, a Pilates instructor that has like her own Pilates place, um, a massage therapist that is even renting a room from somebody else. So they're, you know, they're actually very entrepreneurial. They're not just working for someone. Those to me are some of the ideal prospects for if you have a wellness network marketing company. Now they, because they're an entrepreneur, they're going to be super busy. But if you can find that time in their schedule and show how this can be so beneficial for them, and for their clients. And then the other thing I always did with massage therapists is I always told them that this is such a great way to market as well, because you've got clients coming to you who will want these products. And then if we can do a uh, health and wellness spa or a nutrition seminar, all of your clients can bring one of their friends and you can give them like 25% off their next massage. So not only are you getting possibly someone for these products, but you're getting a new client for your massage practice as well. So there's so many ways that you can help a company grow a business, like not just through these products, but actually using the products and wellness seminars and nutrition seminars as a marketing marketing arm for them as well. Mm. So the, these type of prospects are so worth it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You're so welcome. Such a great question. Any other questions? We have one more that was posted. So we've got time. So we're good. Do we? Have Can time? I just, um, because this conversation around wellness practitioners uh, or gyms and things like that, um, I just wrote down someone I need to connect with, but I don't have the relationship that Myrna's got with her gym owner, but he's a physiotherapist who's just moved to um, Brisbane. And... Oh, you know, he and I met him at a networking event and I'm just kind of thinking how do I, um, I can reach out and set up a time, but I, I just kind of need that, the process before I actually, you know, hit him up. So um, just that because mm. I can't do what Myrna's about to do because I don't have that relationship yet. Yeah. So just uh, maybe some ideas about how, where to start. Mm. with someone who's still a bit of a cold um a cold prospect and he's he's 
a member of BNI in your chapter? No, no, he just came along as a visitor and I had in my mind to follow him up and talk okay. to him, but of course that was two weeks ago and I haven't got to him yet. Okay, um, that's okay. That's totally good. Hmm. What I would do is whatever way, email, text, whatever your preferred way of contacting him is I would say um, even like after Easter, is a good reason to say like why well, I haven't followed followed up with you. So, you know, maybe on Tuesday or once people kind of got back into the office. Hey, I wanted to I after Easter, I know it's been, I don't know if it's been incredibly busy for you, but it's just been crazy here. I remember we met at, you know, and bring in something that you talked about or something that you remember him yeah. talking about. Yeah. I'd love to get together and just see if there's a way that we can support each other in our businesses or if there's any way that we can do a strategic partnership, or I'd, or you could say, I'd love to hear more about your business to see if there's possibly any way that we could do a strategic yeah. partnership or, yeah. yeah. And really all Perfect. it is, is then getting together and just asking him about his business. Yeah, right. And Thank people you. That's, love that. That's it. Yeah. Because they, they want to talk about their business. And then really yeah. you're just sleuthing like, okay, well, how could I be a fit? Yeah. And if you're not, that's okay. So yeah. it's, but it's just like, okay, well, how could, what does he do? How could, yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you. That was it. I just needed that languaging to mm. set up. So it's just not a chit chat get together. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. How could we? And then yeah. also in the meeting, so ask him about his business, you know, and all your questions will be designed to like, what does he do? Where are the gaps? You know, where could there be a fit? But always ask him this question. And this is from module two, inviting. Describe your ideal client to me so that when I'm out and about, if I'm to meet someone who's your ideal client, I can refer them to you. Yeah. Because what will they turn around and ask you? What is your ideal client? Describe them to me so I can refer to you. And Perfect. oftentimes you. when you say, you know, this is my ideal client, oftentimes that person will say, that's me, or that's my mother, or that's my, yeah. And in this case, it has to be my ideal um, client is someone who has uh, a, a he allied health practice who's looking for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. looking for a quality nutritional product to support their clients. Yes, that's perfect. Yes. Okay. Quality perfect. nutritional products. What would you say, Ali? Come on, what would your life I was just be? saying that's such a great way of building. You know, a marketing guru did a marketing assessment of me and they said at the time, you should be using social media to reach out to business owners and give talks at their, you know, there rather than um, to individuals. And there's so much more leverage in this. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ali, can I just say that there is somebody in my in my business that is actually doing that very successfully, actually going into boardrooms with up to six to ten people and does it regularly. Mm, that's beautiful. Way back in, let me think here, 2009-ish when I was living in Denver, they had this really big push with corporate companies to do wellness um, events. And so what we would do is we would just call companies to say, do you want me to come in and do a health talk? So that's, and what I would do, just do is go in and do a nutrition seminar. And did you get paid for that? 
I got paid for it and I got clients. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's something that also like anyone who's a health coach can do that so easily. Because that the nutrition seminar has so much value. Like even if they don't buy anything, they learn about the glycemic index, et cetera. Did you, when you were doing the corporate, so the corporate company was paying you, you did that nutrition seminar the way you've, you've written it, which is about Dr. Wentz and um, the Asana products, isn't it? It's not generic. It's specifically on that product. Yes, specifically. So, yeah. but the nutrition seminar was more all education initially. So uh-huh. the health and wellness spa goes more deeply into okay. Dr. Wentz's story, but the nutrition seminar really can be done in an hour. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about Dr. Wentz, but you're more, you're more, the focus is more on the glycemic index and stabilizing blood sugar. And okay. that's what really kind of wows people. And okay. then at the end, you're saying, you know, why I chose this product partners because, you know, X, Y, Z. But that is really design you can do in an hour. And it was, it was called brown bag lunch wellness. Like that was because people were on their lunch at work and then would just come into this and they bring their brown bag lunch and then I would do a presentation and then sell essentially what was sexy fit now but was just the reset and four weeks of the products right thanks all right so let me circle because since we only have 10 more minutes I'm going to circle to Emmanuel's question so Mexico, I just found out, doesn't they just changed. They're the one country that isn't doing daylight savings. I think we should all not do daylight savings. It would save so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 5 a.m. for Emmanuel. So hi, Emmanuel, who's going to listen to the recording. So his question was, what should I be doing in terms of leadership for my team? What books, what audios, what courses should I take? So really great question, because from the get-go with your team and for Paulus and Patty, when you get to module seven, that's all about team training. From the very beginning, when you bring someone in, you want to show them their career path in your network marketing company. And their career path is to go from starting to making money to joining the leadership team. So I always promoted it from the very beginning. And my leadership team was called Road to Gold, RTG. Okay, and then we did Road Roll to Gold, Emerald, Rumi, Di- Diamond. That was the next level. Go Red, exactly. So we had yeah. that RTG and then Go Red. And Go Red was Go Ruby, Emerald, Diamond. So they know, everyone always knew, like, that's what they were aspiring to. And then for each of those groups, when they joined the Road to Gold, so they had to show, usually they would be like an achiever. So that's just like a, a rank in our company. I think they're making, you know, 200 to $300 per week. Achiever, yeah. Then from there, they could join the road to gold, but they had to have commitments to it. You know, they had to show up on the calls. So there's, you're always like getting them to take a leadership role and to up level. And Paulus, I love what you talked about. Whenever you're, you're talking to your prospect, you always have to up level them to the next experience. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with your team. You have to up level them to the next experience. So have that in your culture where you know, they want to be on the RTG. They want to be on the road to gold. And then they want to graduate to be on the Go Red leadership team. And then any training that I did. So so when we were doing physical presentations in hotels and then also my trainings every week online, I would always have one person speak. 
whether it was a testimonial, whether it was doing a little bit of training so that it was never just me. Because I knew from my first network marketing company, if I did everything, you're going to end up doing everything forever. So from the time I joined my second company, I was getting people. So it wasn't the Carmen show. It was the, so that's really important. And then some of the books, I'm just going to put this in the chat. Um, actually, let me show you this really quickly because sometimes I find it's just easier to visual, visually see something. But I'm going to give this to everyone. Can everyone see this? My screen, does that show? Okay, okay. So these are the, the 25 best leadership books of all time. The ones I really like is Start With Your Why by Simon Sinek. Really good. Anything by Stephen Covey is so like old school, but it's so good. So I would go back and read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This is really good for new people in network marketing. Just, you know, how to win friends and influence people. Just brilliant. I learned so much about listening rather than talking through this book. I also love Good to Great. Mm -hmm. Why some companies make the leap and others don't. So that's really good as well. And then I also like Tribes by Seth Godin. That was another favorite. John C. Maxwell, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I just read it. (laughs) Just read it? Okay. Really good as well. It's kind of like one of those ones that you, you have to do. And then there's one more in here I really like as well. The One Minute Manager. old school book as well but it's super thin so good it really helps you learn how to do things concisely just amazing so I'm going to give this to everyone you also want to find the books that really resonate with you because whatever really resonates with you as a leadership book is really going to create the team that is you so most likely the ones that I like you probably will too which is why you've been you know attracted to Soulcraft but also keep reading books and find the ones that really resonate with you. I also always go back to Tony Robbins. I just find his stuff, no matter, I mean, I've done so much over the past 20 years, but it's so good still to this day as well. So let me just give everyone this link. So you've got that there. Is there any other leadership book that really sticks out to any of you? that has really impacted you? Um, I thought the 80-20 principle. It's a very good one. Okay, do you mind putting that in there, Ali? You're really good at- Reminding us that it's 20% of the people who'll bring in the money and it so often is only just two or three of your associates that build your business. Yeah. And that 80%, you'll you'll have 20 of that 80% that just kind of fall away, but that 60%, you never want to forget about you want to that's what you create your your tribe and your community because they're the people that will stay on audition they'll bring in two to three people they might not bring in 20 but they still bring in two to three people and it really is also the heart and soul but you know how in soulcraft we say you have 10 people two will be stars two will just fall off and six are going to be your average but those mm-hmm. average are really important to your business really mm-hmm. important but don't worry about the two that fall off. Those are the tire kickers. They're the they're the <laughs> ones that we don't fall in love with potential. <laughs> uh, the, the, the classic. Which, um, Go ahead, Claudia. Sorry. 
that's okay. Go ahead, Claudia. The, the, the book which kicked me off, I mean, also on the road to read books when I started network marketing as I got it when I ranked advance uh, from Usana was your first year in network marketing. Yes, by my, is that Mark Yarnell? Um, one more. So Mark, yeah, yeah, Mark yes. Yarnell, yes. Yes, that is it. fantastic. And, and that, that gives, gives me a swing. And then what I also recommend for um, my associates is the business of the 21st century. When you start new, that gives you also a bit of um, kind of connection to why network marketing is a good thing to look into. Yes, yes. Yeah, not so much uh, about leadership, but is, yes, oh, it's very uh, good for... Robert Kiyosaki, yeah. <laughs> and, and when you're more, more into the understanding of that's what I want, then you also be a better leader. That's how I see it. Mm, that's true. It's very true. And also, mm. um, Eric Warre's GoPro is actually got some mm -hmm. good stuff on leadership too. Mm. Yeah. Myrna, were you going to suggest one? Yes, absolutely. Classic it was my very, very first, my very first personal development program that I did when I did when I lived in England. And it like that program was the cost of a mortgage that I pay now. I still don't know to this day how I managed it. It was like really stretching myself. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she can put it in the group. Just before um, Carmen, we go off the books, can I just, uh, and other people might want to throw in on this, but you know, I can read a book, I think it's fantastic, and then I just go and read another book. So I'd like you know, the process around um, how you make that book more valuable in your business. So I don't know, have you got, have you got um, highlighter everywhere and sticky notes or, um, you know, how are people doing, you, when you're reading, what are you doing with, the, with it? You know what I mean? Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. I think one of the things is the really good books, and I learned this from my ex-husband, read three times. You, uh -huh. you, like Think and Grow Rich, I read probably five times. Like the good yeah. ones are worth, we don't have to go on to a new one. We can read that. Yeah. From the first page to the end and then the other way around. <laughs> yeah, if you get bored, just read it backwards. <laughs> and then turn you, it around. you learn so much from rereading. <laughs> you do. You do. The always, other thing I that can be write in it. You write in it? I always yeah. write notes behind it. Oh, I'm still, I can't do that. I'm still taught that they've got to be kept pristine. I find it okay. really difficult <laughs> to write in books. Even no. even ones that have got workbook pages, I take notes elsewhere rather than contaminating the book, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, write, I write in it. <laughs> oh. That's the, good because the note is, is right there where the, the uh piece of the, where the highlighted you know the important yeah, when, piece when you open it and you you scroll through it you immediately see where you uh, highlighted of course also the, that's a real hang up audio. I have <laughs> <laughs> the the audio books are also very good because when you're on the road it's a uh, free time for you and it's, it's education time so I have a lot of audio books uh, which I uh, download and listen to uh, when I go to my work 
but of course yeah. you can't write it at a time yeah. but uh, that's that's mm. why i think a book which is physically uh, you, you can take uh, it's uh, more it stays more in your head i think mm. ideal mm. to have both um, mm. i'm just ordering tribes on audible because i've got a credit so mm. um, beautiful i haven't come mm. across that one although i've heard i've met met seth, seth godin stuff before mm. yes and i'll have to end the call because i have to run out the door but the yeah. other thing I think in line with this audio is reading it and then the second time listening to it. So you're getting it from, from two places. And then I, I also, in my journal, any of the points that really stick out, I write in my journal and then I go mm -hmm. back to go back to it. Like I'll, okay. I'll, I'll typically read my journal once a week, like going back to the notes that I read just so it kind of okay. you know, goes more internally. Mm -hmm. And okay. I have an Excel spreadsheet where I collect all the books I read ever when I they came to me, if I read them, what is my overall summary of the book. Oh, that's so, right. And that also documents that once I started the network marketing, my book reading goes through the roof. And I added later, I thought it might be beneficial. I added also courses and things like that which I followed. So I have a good documentation and also with a summary, was it good or not? And I can then uh, re-harvest it with um, associates or whatever. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Thank you. What I'm going to do with this call, actually for all our calls, if there's lots of information in the chat, I'll put the chat also in the where the recording is as well. Because there's so many great things from this one. Okay, I'm so sorry. I've got to race out the door. <laughs> so... So good to see everyone. Let's take our picture really quick. So we do our normal one, just big smiles. One, two, three. Very cute. And then we go crazy. One, two, three. Ah! Even cuter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye, we'll everyone. See you in two weeks. Bye. See you. Good Bye. night. Bye.